Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are in season seven and are carefully addressing some very serious issues. Today, we're going to discuss the contraceptive episode. If you haven't heard the What the Flock episode, please give it a listen. The information in that episode is necessary to fully benefit from this podcast companion episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds a belief differently than the one based in biblical doctrine. We're doing this in order to help you lead with love, both to those who have hurt others and those who have been hurt. As always, I'm Jonathan Fries here, as always, with Joel Swakowski. How are you doing, Joel? I'm good, Jonathan. How are you? Excellent. What are your initial thoughts? on the contraceptive episode. My initial thoughts are, you know, these tend to seem like pretty easy topics to talk about with most people, but wow, when you really get into it and and start thinking about it, the reason these are such polarizing and can be such damaging conversations is because the topic of contraceptives is just like one step away from some very, very, very dodgy areas and from very deeply held beliefs that people have. Murder and being evil. <laughs> right. Murder. Yes. Right. Murder yeah. and being being against being God's yeah. will. So it seems like, oh, we're just talking about condoms and birth control, the pill. You know, it's like, yeah, but you're one step away from from talking about you know, killing babies. Right. Right. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So it's no wonder this, this topic ought to be addressed really carefully because of how close it is to a bunch of other topics that are really hard to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, it just like, I love what we're doing because these topics, we're not addressing them right off the bat with biblical doctrine. Someone doesn't state their perspective to us and we bang come in with God's doctrine right away. Right. Right? We are right. going we have God's doctrine and God's doctrine's love, leadership and grace. Yeah. is what's guiding this. So let's take some time to understand some people. Maybe maybe we will be the first person to ever understand someone. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Hey, can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode's topic? Yes, absolutely. As I stated in the What the Flock episode, it's imperative that we strive to repeat back to the other person what they believe to their satisfaction. And this is where repair begins, Joel, with understanding the other person first. Yeah. If agreement happens, it's after understanding takes place. I can't agree with your perspective if I haven't heard your perspective or I don't understand your perspective. Right. Once I hear you, once I know what you say and why you are saying it, then agreement can happen. But we're not in control of agreement. We're in control of understanding. And that understanding is what we're going to focus on here. So let me give an overview of both sides of the issue. With the strict perspective, they believe all artificial contraception is wrong because it opposes God's plan. 
these people believe that contraception promotes promiscuity and in some cases can be considered murder. There's where your emotion comes in. Yeah, yeah. Right? The loose side or the freedom side, it's up to the conscience of the individual because they know what's best for themselves. Another emotion. Do you, you, you think you know better than me for me? Right, right. You're trying to control me and what is in like what is in my best interest. You yeah. have that more than me. It's like it's so clear where this emotion is coming from. Yeah, which that's what clouds the issue. So I want to try to repeat back the the damage. First, I agree and I want to make sure you know we're on the same page as far as understanding each other about what our approach even is with these topics. We want agreement, but how we go about getting agreement is through understanding one another. And if I understand you right about the strict and loose sides of this issue, I'm just going to summarize it real quickly and say the strict side is just saying all artificial contraceptive and is wrong. And then you gave a bunch of examples as to why it would be considered wrong. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the strict side, simply it's wrong. And maybe the underlying principle is it's against God. Why is it even against God? It's not promoting life. How's that? Mm -hmm. And then the loose side would just say, you know what? I'm living my truth. Right? It feels right to me. It's my truth. That's this. It's up to the conscience of the individual. It's up to how I feel about it and what I, I'm the source of what's right for me. Right. So is that to your satisfaction? Absolutely. Thank you. Now let's talk about dealing with the people, other people. How would you handle a person who holds a man-made belief about this topic or any belief outside the truth, Joel, because there are many people that are outside of this perspective of the truth. Yeah. And as many people as there are, there's that many different perspectives that there could be. But what we'll do is present five different beliefs about this topic and give you a one way or one or two ways in which you could respond to a person who held that belief. So we're going to take a careful look. It does depend on what they believe. And big reminder, when I share the different beliefs about contraceptives, the recommended responses are just that. It's meant to be done in response. None of this is trying to encourage you to walk up to a person that you know has some belief and just initiate onto them a bunch of doctrine about contraceptives. This is about responding to people who have these beliefs in a way that's meant to understand them and benefit them. So for instance, here's one. Using contraceptives is a sin as it denies God's plan for you. We see this as the strict side, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. I could just simply ask, and you kind of already alluded to this, Jonathan. How do you know God's plan for me? Yeah. Are you sure God wants me to have children? How do you know? Yeah, what's right. your proof? What's your proof of that? Right. Yep. So that's why it's so important to listen to the season seven supplementary episode because it goes through how you can't just blanket statements say that everybody has to have a certain amount of children. You can't. Mm. It denies uniqueness. Right. The I cannot say to the hand, you should have this many babies. 
right. right. Exactly. Another one. Number two, here's a loose side perspective. You know what? I'm just not going to bring children into this horrible or unjust world. It's wrong to do so. Right. Now, here again would be another, this is a person who's essentially saying my conscience doesn't allow me to do this. This is, wouldn't be right. But I could just simply ask this person, wait, are you saying that people who do bring children into this world are doing something wrong? And again, yeah. just trying to understand them. That's a great like, I get the argument. I don't want to bring yeah. children into this horrible world, right? Are you saying that I'm wrong to do so? Right. Or that, that it, it, your, this world or what you are experiencing is only horrible and unjust. Or that keeping children out of it would help that in any manner. Right. Or what if you taught a kid how to be the just opposite and of horrible unhorrible. and just, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That'd, be ama- that'd be an amazing child. Right. And that's cool. ultimately, that's what we're trying to do is children of god i guess right it's like there you go bring justice into the world through through god but but again just like even just like that me and you just improvising these responses to that perspective this is what those conversations can look like if it's civil you can start helping people see things from a different perspective and bring some clarity to oh you know man I thought I was doing everybody a favor by not bringing kids in. I never thought that maybe my kid would be the answer to help in this world. Totally. Hey, That's ding, right, ding. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that doesn't mean that person's all of a sudden going to go have kids, but it may remove a blind spot to, that they have to how they're hearing from God, even in other areas of their life. It's so, going to be a lot of reverse vasectomies after hearing this episode. Right. <laughs> snip, snap, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah. Oh, now here's one. Using contraceptives leads to promiscuity. Hmm. Okay. Well. I hear you. Yes, sir. I hear (laughs) you. Are you saying that people who use contraceptives are always making poor sexual decisions or are only doing so so that they can have lots of sex with many partners? Mm. Is that the only reason that people would use a contraceptive? Here's a perspective that would go against this contraceptives leading to promiscuity i've recently been seeing a dermatologist for my skin and he's uh he's a definitely a server teacher in his motivations he loves teaching me i love hearing him teach and one of the things you know of course he loves talking about his practice of of dermatology and skincare he says he 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 actually likes prescribing birth control pills to teenage girls simply because it helps them have clearer skin. Interesting. It's been proven to do so. It re, it then proven to help young women with with acne has nothing to do with being sexually active. Purely we use for a reason for for skincare. So there's an example that would trump the whole contraceptives leads to promiscuity. There's people using contraceptives for reasons outside of sex number four here's one we should be required to use contraceptives until it's proven you can be responsible for a child this to me reeks of like 1984 and the brave new world Mm. and these like 
you know, controlling and, and dominating governmental, you know, end of the world dystopian right. classic fiction. Yep. But a simple response to this is, again, we kind of alluded to this in the, what the flock episode, but how would you have felt if your parents were required to use contraceptives? Like this perspective that you're holding to be true is the very perspective that could cause you that could have caused you to have never existed. And then number five, we should just leave it to God to determine how many children we have. Now, this is the perspective that is why we add this doctrine to this episode of God having the ability to open or close a woman's womb, but not causing pregnancy with the exception of Christ. Because a lot of people think because I had a child, that was always God's plan. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you had a child. God has a plan for that child, but you were the reason it was born. Yep. So my response to this person could just be, are you saying the decision to have children and actually the act of having a child is out of my control or not my responsibility? Those are five beliefs about contraceptives that I think are commonly held and and some, some recommended responses for you. Thank you, Joel. Finally, can you remind us what the ultimate answer is? Ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to take direction from God via grace in order to love that person. Grace and love are the key to avoiding enabling people who believe this either side of the argument or judging people on either side of the argument. Ultimately, grace and love would lead to us having the hope of winning this person or edifying them. Now, in the specific case of contraceptives, in an effort to understand this topic from a greater level and ultimately to be able to connect with people who hold different perspectives regarding this topic, we see four different approaches that are common. There's the no contraceptive approach. Don't use them at all. A lot of people would believe that. There's people who believe we should have a natural approach to contraceptives, meaning I don't use anything man-made, but I naturally try to control the amount of children that me and my partner have. Number three, there's the unnatural or man-made approach. This would be the use of condoms, the birth control pill, et cetera. And then there's the fourth, which was the belief about the after-conception contraceptive, which would be up to and including abortion or anything that would affect a fertilized egg. Mm -hmm. So having those four different perspectives helps us interact with at least four different types of people as it relates to this topic. And at this point, we aren't trying to agree or disagree with any perspective. Not that we don't agree or disagree, but that's not the goal here. What the goal is, is trying to have a civil discussion with people, regardless of what their different approach is to contraceptives. And then finally, we'd like to remind, I, I already kind of touched on this a bit, but I just want to say one more time, God can open or close a woman's womb. We see this throughout the scriptures. Yet God never caused a pregnancy with one exception. That's Christ. Now, this does not mean that God doesn't have a plan for you or your life 
and whether or not that plan includes you having children or not having children. What this does mean is that no one can blame God for having been born, that God forms us in the womb after conception, and that even if God's plan for you is to be a parent, God cannot force you to be a parent. Awesome. Okay, Joel, I'm going to repeat back the ultimate answer to you. And you, dear listener, feel free to pause the episode and repeat back Joel's ultimate answer for yourself before moving on. Pause, 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 pause. Let's go. Joel, ultimately, let's just start with grace, love, and leadership. We need to have this, man. Yeah, yeah, we do. We need to be we need to be doing this. These are contextless principles. It is always right to love. It is always right to lead. It is always right to take direction from God via his grace. So, we should be using these things instead of avoiding interactions or instead of judging someone, we should step in and listen to them, hear them in the hopes of winning them, winning unbelievers and edifying believers. But that's our goal here. So that's ultimately at the heart of every ultimate answer in season seven is grace, love, and leadership, which is amazing. Now, going into this specific case, we want to um, understand the context because now we have, we've talked about contextless principles. So let's address the context nice. and understand that there yeah. are four categories in this context. There are four different types of beliefs that people can have. Yeah, They can believe in uh, there are no contraceptives. They're against it. They can believe in natural, an, a, a natural contraceptive, which is don't use anything man-made but control the amount of kids they have. Right, right. Unnatural or man-made condoms, pills, et cetera. And then after conception is where the abortion topic comes in. Right. So at this point, though, we're not trying to agree or disagree with any perspective, but simply trying to understand of it, someone who's talking about this very polarizing topic. Yeah. But as we go towards doctrine and understanding doctrine, it's important for us, you know, especially the listeners of this Music of Life Church podcast to understand there is some doctrine involved in this discussion because you know, learning that God cannot make or force someone to have children. It's not God's fault that there are children everywhere. He didn't make no. them happen. He didn't not make, you know, he didn't make them or not make them happen. But God can open and close a woman's womb. And we've seen that multiple times in scripture. Right. But there's only one exception, and that is Jesus. We can blame God for Jesus. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> and maybe we should. Oh, blame God. Blame for him. Jesus. I mean, 
We don't, we, we give him, how about this? We give, give him, him praise for it. Complete and total credit, credit, credit. For Jesus. Yeah. Blame and blame implies there's something wrong with that, but blame would be misplaced him, credit, right? Misplaced credit. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But we can give God 100% credit for Jesus. Yeah. And be completely grateful forever for all of eternity. Thank you, God. So it's not to say that God doesn't have a plan for our lives. He does. He, you know, knit, he knits us together in our mother's wombs. He gives us a soul and a unique purpose. And it's amazing. But it doesn't mean that we can blame God for being born. That was my, I was our parents' decision. Yeah. And God being incredible gifts us a soul, gives us a soul and gives us a purpose when our parents chose to do this to begin with. Yeah. Again, God is amazing. Yeah. We are so indebted to him. Oh, it's brutal. (laughs) Yeah. It is brutal. My parents make this choice and God makes it eternally amazing. Yeah. So is that to your satisfaction? Am I missing anything? exceeded my satisfaction okay. thank you very much absolutely well thanks joel this has been really fun and thank you to everyone who's listening this has been the music of life church podcast if you have any questions or comments please let us know we'll see you next time